Well, we'll come to your calls in a moment, but first let's talk to Dr. Noura Arakat, Assistant Professor at George Mason University in the US and a human rights attorney. Uh, Noura, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. And what's your reaction to the events of today? Um, do, do you think there's any justification for the m- moving of the embassy? Uh, thank you for having me. My initial reaction is absolute exhaustion at the fact that Palestinians day in and day out are engaged in nonviolent protests in order to remain on their lands for their human rights, for their dignity. And the only moments that we turn our attention to them are during these spectacles when they appear as shadows of U.S.-Israeli relations. There is something horribly troubling about the fact that we cannot allow Palestinians to tell their own stories and narrate a struggle for freedom, except when it appears as some other media cycle, which is why we only come to see them when they are being massacred in great numbers. And we turn our attention away from them when it's no longer part of this media cycle. We are 70 years ongoing of this same cyclical story. And in order to break that cycle, we need to take an unequivocal and brave stance that everybody deserves freedom. Everybody deserves equality. We have learned these lessons in numerous world wars. It is so unfortunate Palestinians continue to pay the price for lessons we don't learn. But these protests today have not been peaceful, have they? I'm just watching pictures on my television screen at the moment of people um, throwing Molotov cocktails, petrol bombs um, over the fence towards the Israeli armed forces. They're clearly clearly going to react to that, aren't they? And with all due respect, there is a buffer zone between Israel and the Gaza Strip, which has been completely sealed for the past decade. All of its points of ingress and egress are are sealed and controlled by Israel. There is a buffer zone that Palestinians cannot enter, and they are shot to kill if they are entered into it. If you throw a Molotov cocktail, it's going to land in the buffer zone. And let's imagine that it lands over the border. How does that merit a lethal response? Why are 54 Palestinians killed when there has been no threat to Israeli civilian lives? or to any of its military installations. Under the laws of war, that is disproportionate use of force. Under any moral code, it is just abominable. So no, the response should not be that. The response should be one where Israel patrols as it does what it's already border that's been protected. This is not excusable, and I think it's irresponsible to label this as violence. Well, it, well, when I see people throwing Molotov cocktails, I, I can't see how you can describe it as peaceful. But let's leave that one to one to one side. Um, Why what, what, don't you tell me how to describe it as meriting lethal use of force? That's fine. Well, I, well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't say that. But you, you described it as a peaceful. You described it as a peaceful protest, and I'm just pointing out that it's not peaceful. That that's all I'm saying. But in in the wider well, context, you, you know, when Edward Said, when Edward Said, the renowned uh, uh, comparative literature scholar threw a stone from the south of Lebanon over the border into uh, North Palestine, Israel. He was labeled as a terrorist for throwing a stone. Our imagination of what we describe as violence is stretched to the limit here. When Israel is using lethal force in response, it really is perplexing to then look at Palestinians who are not threatening anybody when when, when at most this is a symbol of their desperation. 
But go ahead. I apologise. <laughs> not at all. Um, in terms of the wider context of this and the opening of the embassy in Jerusalem, um, do you think there is any expectation on the Trump administration's part that other countries will follow this? I think Guatemala and Paraguay are the only two countries that have said that they will so far. Um, I, I find it almost inconceivable that any European country would, in which case it's just been a gesture, hasn't it? No, I think it's more than a gesture. I think that the international community has become so fatigued on this question and would really appreciate if it just went away. If Palestinians today said that we accept to live under perpetual domination as second-class citizens in an apartheid regime, the international community would not say, no, that is immoral and abominable. They would turn their back and say, finally, we don't have to worry about this anymore. The U.S. has been the sole broker on this issue since 1993, the two and a half decades of failed peace process, the international community knows this full well and has failed to take action to create any sort of alternative. So while the U.S.'s gesture is illegal under international law, while it's immoral, while it's in, in, enraged the EU and otherwise, there is a lack of vision, there is a lack of political will to create an alternative, and this can steadily create a new status quo that interest enters us into a de jure apartheid regime, the consequences of which are, are horrible for everybody. Jews, Palestinians, Americans, the international community alike. Nura, thank you very much. That's Dr. Nura Erekat, Assistant Professor at George Mason University.